we're not just standing behind the altar and raising our hands to the side and generally blessing the congregation, saying the peace of the Lord be with you. We're indicating this is where you get the peace of the Lord. It's in this cup. It's in this bread. This is Christ who is the peace of God for you. Amen. Welcome to Christ in All Things, a conversation about meaning and purpose. It's based on a Bible verse, Colossians 1:17, which says, Christ is before all things, and in him all things hold together. Christ in All Things is a listening ear into conversations about receiving and giving the love and hope of Christ. And these conversations, they are an invitation, because as you'll hear, and as much as we enjoy having them, Digital media operates from a distance, and that is not what's best for us, with God, or with one another. So, thanks for listening. And if you're in the neighborhood, we invite you to participate in person in the life that finds its epicenter at St. Paul's Lutheran Church, 210 East Pleasant Street in Oconomowoc, Wisconsin. Hello. And welcome back to Christ in All Things. I am Pastor Lance O'Donnell. I am Pastor Jason Chakman, and we're so glad to have you listening with us today. We are here to talk about uh, part three of our little series that we're doing called Worship Whatnot. What's a whatnot? It's about things related to worship. So we part one in Worship Whatnot, so there are basically two kind of foundational structures of the Lutheran worship service. And our, our purpose with these is to help you when you come to visit St. Paul's or for people who are members of St. Paul's and want additional information why we do what we do, is to help you understand when you walk through the doors why we do what we do. So there are two basic foundational structures of the historic worship of the church or the historic liturgy of the church. Pastor Shackman, if you would, summarize what those are and kind of where we are in our three-part series here. Got it. So really there's the two are the service of the word and the service of the sacrament, which uh, for anybody who's been around the Lutheran church long enough, word and sacrament as the two foundational pieces of our life together, not a surprise. Uh, And so today in our worship, whatnot, part three, we're talking about that service of the sacrament. Otherwise known as the Lord's Supper. Or Holy Communion, or the sometimes Eucharist. the Eucharist, right? Yeah. So, in if you were to visualize this, you would have kind of two foundational stones there, and little images that that indicate movement between them. So there's we part one of this series was called the preparation. So that's when we enter the sanctuary, when we enter the worship space, and and we gather. So that's part one. Go back and listen to that. Then we talked about the service of the word, and that's part two, and go back and listen to that. Now we're talking about part three, the service of the sacrament. So you will be, you will, we'll walk through it with you, but if you happen to grab a hymnal, and we're going to be working from what we call Divine Service One in Lutheran Service Book. It's the, the hymnal of the Lutheran Church, Missouri Synod. So that's what we'll be using. There are slight variations in different orders of service that we use, but for our purposes, we're using Divine One. So Pastor Shackman, where does Divine Service One, at least in the service of the sacrament, 
Where does that start? Well, in the hymnal, it starts on page 177. So if you have a hymnal and you're looking, that's where you go, page 177. In the liturgy, it starts with the preface. Uh, the preface is unchanging. It's the same uh, week in and week out. Um, and it is essentially uh, a, a kind of a call and response or a back and forth between the pastor and the people. And, and these are lifted right out of Scripture. It's such a great point. And again, if if you're you're listening to this and you're not familiar with a liturgical service, and that means a service with an established order that is taken primarily from the Bible, from the Scriptures. And so we go back and forth. For example, the preface, the pastor says, and this is a, a reaffirmation of the relationship between the pastor and the people, the Lord be with you. And also with you and is the, how the congregation responds. And then the pastor says, lift up your hearts. This is an allusion to Colossians chapter 3. And the people respond, we lift them up unto the Lord. And then there's this uh, a quote or uh, an allusion to from Psalm 136, let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is right to give him thanks and praise. It would be how the congregation responds. You know, th- this is such a, this, this little preface is such a common thing or such a, a, a well-known thing uh, in the life of the Lutheran church that uh, this is how you know when you're watching Star Wars with Lutherans. Oh, brother. You know, because they would. It's they, not Star Wars. Because they would commonly say, "May the Force be with you." And if you're watching it with Lutherans, they will immediately respond, and also with you. Oh, you're such a nerd. I know. <laughs> it, uh, nobody should be surprised by this. Uh, but the beauty of this, uh, as you mentioned, it's a it's a reaffirmation of the relationship between pastor and people. It's kind of a a, a celebration of a mini ordination that we recognize. Uh, you are the one in that God has put in our midst to speak his word to us. And here we're receiving his word as you say, the Lord be with you. And the people respond with. And also with you. Or, and or with, and thy, with spirit. thy spirit. If you're talking about the divine service setting three, which again, folks, uh, we're ju- for the sake of our conversation, we're looking at divine service setting one. There are variations between one, two, three, and four that are, that are slight variations. But on the whole, you're going to get the same thing in each one of them. So we go from the preface, which doesn't change, to what is called the proper preface, which does change week by week. That's why it's called the proper, because it's the proper for that week. It's the, the longer prayer of the preface that belongs with the textual theme from the service of the word that highlights the, the particular... Uh, work of Christ in in attaining our salvation that goes along with the liturgical readings or the lectionary readings assigned for that week in the service of the word. So as in the as in part two, when we talked about the service of the word, everything in the service kind of led up towards and the people stand and we read the words of Jesus, the gospel, which is in many respects the high point of the service of the word. And so what we're doing here now, in the service of the sacrament is we're, we're gearing up. Mm-hmm. We're, we're gearing up. We're heading towards the, the words of Jesus himself where he establishes or institutes the, the sacrament, the Lord's Supper, and then the distribution thereof. So we've done the preface, 
and then the proper preface. And that, and now we're going to start to get into music. And this is where I'm going to bring you back in, Pastor Shacklin, because that's your thing. <laughs> um, in the proper preface that changes week by week, we're getting ready, but that it, it ends with something like, therefore, with angels and archangels and with all the company of heaven, we laud and magnify your glorious name, saying, and then the people sing. Yeah. And we sing this thing called the Sanctus. And what does that mean? Holy, which is the first three words, right? Holy, holy, holy. Uh, uh, Lord, Lord God of power and might is the way that DS1 says it, or DS3 is uh, Lord God of Sabaoth, uh, which just refers to God as the general patent of all the heavenly armies. Right. That's Sabaoth is, is literally a Hebrew word that means hosts, the, the, yeah. the heavenly armies. So the the sanctus this is fascinating and I la 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 love it. Um because, la, 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 love it. La, 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 love it. Uh, because <laughs> because we're getting we understand according to the scriptures that you know if the service of the word is a high point this is a higher high point. Yes. Because and we'll, we'll get to this. We believe that Jesus is actually present. The Christ who died for us, the Christ who rose from the dead, the Christ who ascended is Present, body and blood, in with and under bread and wine. And, and so we're we're getting we're getting ready, or we should say maybe the the Lord is getting us ready. And the church has this song, and we've sung this for centuries. This, and it's a combination of the word of the Lord from the Old Testament prophet Isaiah, where we're in chapter six, where Isaiah is the Lord gives him, and as it were, pulls back the curtain of heaven, so Isaiah sees worship happening and totally freaks out <laughs> right you know and, and and it's awesome read isaiah read isaiah 6 yeah so we use that language holy 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 lord, lord god, god of power, power and might. might heaven and earth are full of your glory this is the song that the seraphim in the in the very throne room of god sing to each other such that their song shakes the very foundations of the room. And, and Isaiah completely loses his mind. Uh, and then we combine that with, with the song of the people at the triumphal entry as Jesus rides on a donkey into Jerusalem for the last time, right? The Monday of Holy Week or the Sunday of Holy, uh, uh, leading into Holy Week, Palm Sunday, mm -hmm. right? Jesus rides into Jerusalem and all the people... Are, are the crowds are gathered around and they're shouting out, they're singing out Hosanna in the highest, which Hosanna is this, again, Hebrew word that means save us, we pray. Right? So here is the, the Holy Lord of, of, of heaven and earth, the one who has all power and authority, and he is the one we cry to, to save us, and we cry this Hosanna in the highest recognizing blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. So, you know, you can, you can have a service of the sacrament without this music. Yeah. And with, and quite frankly, without the preface and proper preface. Yeah. But You're... these things teach yeah. what we're receiving. So, yeah. you know, can you go right from the Lord's prayer to the words of institution yeah, of course you can. But with all this, you get, right, it, it just, it teaches what it is 
better. Yeah. And, and here's the, the comparison that I've made before is, uh, what do you absolutely need to have a wedding, right? You need a, an officiant, a bride, a groom, a witness, and a license. Yeah, five things. So what do you really need to have to have the Lord's Supper? You need an officiant. You need someone who in a the stead. A pastor. Yeah, a, a, a pastor who in the stead and by the command speaks the words of Christ. Uh, you need a, someone to receive it, right? Uh, a communicant. Yep. You need the words of Jesus and you need bread and wine. <laughs> you need five things. Right. But... but is, is that what you really want for a wedding? Just those five things? Most typically you want ceremony to go to with it because yeah. it's something terribly significant. And yeah. this is amazingly, incredibly, terribly significant. And, and it says this in the literature. This is the marriage feast of the lamb and his kingdom. Which, which has no end. So, so this, you know, you don't have to have all the ceremony that goes with it. But man, the ceremony teaches and not having the ceremony also teaches, right? Yeah. If, if you just go from the supper to the words, I mean, you can do that, but it, it, it does kind of teach something. So we have all this, we have this ceremony that leads us. And the next thing after, uh, after the, pre, after the preface, the proper preface and, and the, the sanctus, the singing of it, then we do this, a, a special prayer, a prayer of thanksgiving. And why do we do that? To, because blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord, right? Christ is coming to us as he promised in this bread and wine. So why, why would we say this prayer of thanksgiving? Uh, because here we're giving thanks to God for the gift of the incarnate son who, as we've confessed already, died on the cross to forgive us our sins. Rose right? from the dead, yeah. ascended into heaven, right. and is now returning. Yeah. Huge. Put a pin in that, folks. We're going to come back and talk about that <laughs> another time because yeah. that's one of my soapbox moments, but that's not where we're at today. So the the second part, though, of the prayer of thanksgiving is is actually, I think, just as significant, right? Where here in the second part of the prayer of thanksgiving, we're asking God to, to deliver what he's promised and that by receiving what he's promised in faith, his spirit would be active to prepare us well to receive these gifts. Forgiveness, life, salvation. Because that's what Christ offers us freely. So then after, after the prayer of thanksgiving, it depends on the service. We, we will sometimes do this thing called the, the proclamation of Christ, where we have this quotation from 1 Corinthians 11. Whoever, you know, as often as you eat this bread and drink this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. This is part of the Lord's teaching through St. Paul on the service of the sacrament. Then we pray the Lord's prayer and the, the prayer that Jesus gave. And, and that is followed by reciting, the pastor recites, with with the elements of Holy Communion, the bread and the wine, unleavened bread and actual wine. We'll talk about this another time when we'll do the service of the sacrament. Um, well, we'll just not go there today. We use unleavened bread because the, the when Jesus instituted the sacrament, what he used. it was a Passover meal. Use unleavened bread. They had wine. They 
and that's what he did. So then, so that's what we use. So I think, Pastor Shackman, if you would repeat Jesus' words of institution for us. These are the the words, you know, when we gather these from Matthew and Mark and Luke, and then a passage in First Corinthians eleven. Um, the words of Jesus that Jesus Himself uses. We're Lutherans. We want to stick to the text. We don't dink around. We don't dink around with it. Um, what does Jesus say? Our Lord Jesus Christ. Well, so well, but Jesus didn't say our Lord Jesus Christ. Well, yeah. So we 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 do use Pre- preface this it. preface, which we find in First Corinthians. Correct. Right. So this is part of what we take from First Corinthians that our Lord Jesus Christ, on the night when he was betrayed, took bread, and when he had given thanks, he broke it. He gave it to the disciples and said, "Take, eat." This is my body, which is given for you. Do this or this do in remembrance of me. In the same way also, he took the cup after supper, and when he had given thanks, he gave it to them, saying, Drink of it, all of you. This cup is the New Testament in my blood, which is shed for you for the forgiveness of sins. This do as often as you drink it, in remembrance of me. And he just did that all the way, by the way, in the studio here with his eyes closed because that's what we do. Um, well, we don't do it with our eyes closed when we're looking at the people. Sorry, I didn't, I didn't mean to intend it, but we know this so well. Because and we say the same thing every week because, because they're not our words. They're not our words. They're the words of Jesus. And then there's this wonderful thing that is done. After the words of institution, the pastor takes the elements of, of the Holy Communion, the unleavened bread and the common cup, and he lifts them up, and he either speaks or sings what we call the Pax Domini. That's Latin for the peace of the Lord. And the pastor says, The peace of the Lord be with you always. And that is deliberately done with the elements before the people. So it's not, it's better, it's, it's better done with the elements before the people, not with the elements on the table, because the peace of the Lord is Christ. Yeah. It's, it, we're, we're not, right, we're not just standing behind the altar and raising our hands to the side and generally blessing the congregation, saying the peace of the Lord be with you. We're indicating this is where you get the peace of the Lord. It's in this cup. It's in this bread. This is Christ who is the peace of God for you. Amen. <laughs> it's wonderful. I mean, when you see all this stuff together, right? If, so, if you know this is what's going on, if right? You know if what you this know is this on. is why. So like if you never knew, oh, pastor is holding up this piece of bread and this cup of wine because that's Jesus for me to give me God's peace. In fact, that is God's peace. If you if you never knew that, right, I could very much understand why you'd sit there and go, well, boy, pastor's kind of putting on a show up there, isn't he? And no, it's not just a show. But there's there there's something going on here yeah. by which the Lord is teaching us and, and, and reminding then, us. Right, and then, and then we sing again. 
and this is, I'm, I'm going to soapbox this for just a minute. Absolutely. So then we sing again. And the piece of music is referred to as the Agnus Dei, which is Latin for Lamb of God. And generally, uh, I think in most of the divine service settings, we sing this three times. Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. Have mercy have on mercy us. Have mercy on us. And then we repeat that. Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. Have mercy on us. And then one last time. Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. Grant us your peace. So there is in that thing, there is there are really there are three prayers there, or three statements and three prayers. Yeah. And the language here is taken straight up from John chapter one, when after Jesus' baptism, right, John the Baptist, see, who who was sent by the Lord to prepare the way for the Savior, the Messiah to come, John the Baptist sees Jesus and points at him and says, "Look, they do. <laughs> Look, the Lamb, Lamb of God, God who takes away the sin of the world." So, having held Christ up, yeah, in His body and in body and blood, yeah, before the people, the right. peace of the Lord be with you always, and the people saying, "Amen," which means. Let it be true. This is true. Yeah, yeah. Surely, surely. Then we sing, Lamb of God. Lamb this of- is the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. But there's, there, why do we do it three times? Okay. Huh. Go soapbox. Boy. Love this, right? So the first is, Lamb of God, uh, you are the sacrificial lamb, the pure, without spot or blemish, that that pays the price for me, that takes my place in my sin. Are in for for the penalty for my sin. Two, you are the scapegoat. You are the lamb on upon which all of my guilt, all of my shame, is placed on you, and not on me. And you bear it away from me. And third, the risen lamb. You know the lamb who was slain, who now lives and reigns. You. The risen lamb can grant me peace. Both guilt, sacrificial lamb, and shame, the scapegoat, and the risen lamb who gives us his peace. This is huge. At least for people who deal with guilt and shame. And that should be all of us. I do. <laughs> yeah, that should be all of us. This is one of, and we'll come back and talk to the about this, I think, another time. The, the supper is, on the one hand, so simple, and it is, I have grown over the years, especially in my office as a pastor, magnificently appreciative of what it is and the gift. You know, as the Lord, I think, has taught me to to focus on the things. The, 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 closer, the closer I grow, the more I come to know how much I need it. <laughs> Indeed. Yeah, chief of sinners though we be. So then, yeah. then we distribute, then we distribute the supper. And when you come to St. Paul's, you'll you'll see you'll see how we do this. But we repeat the words as to each communicant, right? Take eat the true body of Jesus given for you. Where we repeat it to each one. So or simply, the true body of Christ for you for you. All right, and, and then we do, and you re- we'll go next with the common cup. Um, and if you want, after that, you could receive the blood of Christ in small individual cups. Uh, but we say, we, to each communicant, we say, 
This is the blood of Je- the true blood of Jesus shed for you for the forgiveness of sins. Because that, boys and girls, is the ball game. It's either for you or it's not. Well, and I'm talking, yeah, in, but the forgiveness, right? Yeah. Christ has actually promised in this. Look at the words. Yeah, what he do they say? actually promised forgiveness for you. So if you're, a, right, the, the, the Lord Jesus himself said, I came for sinners. I came for sinners. And so if you're struggling with, if you're struggling with sin, if you're, if you're struggling with guilt, if you're struggling with shame, Come to the supper. Come talk. At least come talk to us. Come, about the come talk. Yeah. Come talk to us, and then so that you, so we can pre- help prepare you to receive this in faith. But that's what the the supper is not for perfect people. The the supper. <laughs> no, the, I know because it's for me, and I'm far from it. <laughs> yeah. So the, the supper is for people who need Christ's forgiveness. So yeah. then we distribute we distribute the supper, and then when the supper when the distribution is done, then then we get to to speak of what this body and blood does. Right, the body and blood of our Lord Jesus Christ strengthen and preserve you, body and soul, to life everlasting. Why body and soul? Because we are body and soul beings. Huh? Our bodies are not, and we'll talk about this a lot this next year or so. Our bodies are not just shells for a, for a soul. We are body and soul beings. So after that, then we say we say a little, um, we say a little. No, we sing a little. Well, we sing a little, and I want to focus especially on the on the historic song that we call the Nunc Dimittis, the Song of Simeon. Yeah, which is Latin for "Now get out of here." <laughs> now let Sorta. now let your servant depart. <laughs> right. So the, I I absolutely love. This use in this place. So having just received Christ, we sing what the old man Simeon said, sang when he held the baby Jesus. So if, if you if you look at Luke chapter two in the story of old man Simeon, Simeon, he was promised that before he died, he would actually be able to hold the Christ. He would, he would see the he Christ. Would see before the Christ. He died. And so this little infant. Yeah. is placed in his hands. Yeah. He recognized this is God's savior of the world. Yeah. And he says he 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 busts out in song. He busts out in song right? because Lord, when you've received the gifts, that's what you do. Lord, now, now, right? Now having seen, now you let your servant depart in peace for your word has been fulfilled. For my own eyes have seen uh, the salvation. The salvation that you have prepared in the sight of every people a light to reveal you to the nations and the glory of your people, Israel. That now you let your servant depart in peace, right? Your word has been fulfilled. Folks, when you receive the Lord's Supper and you walk back to your seat and you get to sing this song, now, now we can not only depart from this sanctuary. Now we are well prepared, even should it be to depart from this life. Mm-hmm. Having been well prepared for our own eyes, have seen the salvation. The pastor held it up in front of you. The peace of the Lord be with you always. So we so we sing that, and you know we could probably do a whole couple episodes on that. And and then you know, and having sung that and sung the words of Simeon, then we pray. 
Mm-hmm. And we have, you know, some standard prayers that we use here that reflect and thank God for what he's given us. And that's a good prayer. We'll do that. You know, so we, we are, we're speaking back God's word, you know, Lord, you, you have, you have forgiven us mm-hmm. here and you've given us peace here. And then we go from there towards what is called the benediction, right? And that's just simply a Latin word that means the Lord bless you. Yeah. And this is uh, from Numbers chapter six. This is uh, the very word that God told Aaron, the first high priest of his people, to speak on the people, literally to place God's name on the people at the end of every day. So... When you hear this at the end of the service, the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord look upon you with favor. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. That isn't just repeated words because it's tradition, but according to the word of the Lord himself, the Lord is blessing you by means of that. By, by putting his name on you. Just like Aaron did with the Old Testament people of Israel. He's doing it again. He's putting his name on you. Now, we got to just put a pin right there sure. and run all the way back to the very beginning of this whole series. So, you, folks, if you haven't listened to it yet, go back to Worship Whatnot Part 1 and pay attention at the beginning. Because the very first thing we do when we walk into the worship service is we make the sign of the cross and we say, In, in the, the name, name of, of the, the Father and, and the, the Son. Son and the Holy Spirit. And so here we are at the very end, and we're tying it all back to that baptismal identity that God placed on you in your baptism, that one you confessed as you walked in the door, the one that came up time and again as you received the forgiveness that is freely poured out on you in your baptism. Now that you've received it in the very body and blood of Christ, before we leave this place, we run back to our baptism. And we rejoice in who God calls us to be and as he places his name on us and sends us out. And, and because we're thankful for the, gift that we, the gifts that we've received, as we depart, we sing. We sing. Wait, you mean we sing because we're thankful? We sing because we're thankful. And we sing with gratitude in our hearts to God that, that with psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, we might uh, teach one another the faith. And encourage one another all the more as we imagine, see the day approaching. Imagine that. <laughs> so, um, so we, we sing we sing a hymn to depart. Yeah, and, and, by, and by me, and it's a it's a, a a hymn of of thanks, a hymn that teaches us, and a hymn that well that reminds us of who we are. And usually, a hymn in the context of that particular week's service that picks up the themes from the week and sends us out boldly confessing them together. Amen. Thanks for joining us for this three-part series, now concluded, Worship Whatnot, part three here, the service of the sacrament. Again, and as you'll hear in the outro as well, the digital conversation is helpful, and I hope this has been helpful to you, especially if you're not familiar, if you're coming to visit with us and you're not familiar with the liturgical tradition generally. But the real deal is in person. And we look forward to seeing you. God bless you. For show notes and other information about this or other episodes of Christ in All Things, visit ChristInAllThings.org. 
comments may be emailed to comments at christinallthings.org. To support Christ in All Things, click the donate page at either christinallthings.org or splco.org. In thanks for a one-time gift of $100 or more, you receive a pair of nerdy blue light blocking glasses with the Christ in All Things logo on them. Pastor Shockman loves these. That is so not true. Patrons who subscribe for a monthly gift of $20 or more will have early access to the show and receive some on-air clapping. As well as a pair of Wisconsin-made Christ in All Things hiking socks. Gifts of $1,000 or more will receive thunderous on-air clapping. <laughs> and a word of thanks. Plus a handmade leather Christ in All Things folio by the Murdy Creative Company. For a gift of $10,000 or more, we will go bleeping bananas. <laughs> Do a happy dance and take the show on the road to your home or wherever it is you'd like to fly us to record with you. All post-production surplus supports youth ministry at St. Paul's. Thank you for your support. Christ in All Things is a production of St. Paul's Lutheran Church, 210 East Pleasant Street, Oconomowoc, Wisconsin. For more information about St. Paul's, visit splco.org, email us at info at splco.org, or call us at 262-567-5001. Intro, outro music, setting by Joseph Hurl, copyright 1998, Concordia Publishing House, used with permission.